Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. the 
decide you'll get it. And welcome to Reality in Christ Worship and Word here on True Life Radio. And True Radio presents on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Thomas Dwayne Smith. And I want to thank everybody for joining me today. Thank God for another opportunity to host Worship and Worship and Word on the Reality in Christ broadcast. So, you know how we're going to get this started. We're going to start with our worship. It's going to be a, probably about 40 minutes of worship songs to encourage people to set the mood for the message. And then my message today is going to be about end-of-life stuff. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Reality in Christ, Worship and Word here on Law Talk Radio. Mary, I love Pastor Bob. 
prisoner to the sin that had me bound. I spent my days, poured my life without measure into a little treasure box. Girl, one thing you should remember 
you're listening to the worship portion of Reality in Christ, Worship in Word, here on True Radio Presents on Blog Talk Radio Network. Now, we got we got about 30 more minutes of worship songs, but this next song is dedicated to those individuals, men and women, who find themselves going through any situation or circumstances, and they need to know that they can overcome any obstacle that is put in their way. This is Yolanda Adams, Still I Rise.
I say this is the precious lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. I give you. Jesus, I give you. I give you. Call his name. Worshiping Word here on Blog Talk Radio and True Radio Presents. I want to thank everybody for listening in to the worship portion. Now we're going to get into the message after prayer. <clears throat> but I must warn you in advance, being that where I'm at, you may hear a lot of talking in the background. But, you know, I'm in a place where I had to get reception and there's many people in the house. So if you hear people talking in the background, just know that that's the reason why. So, dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, I want to thank you for another opportunity to host Reality in Christ Worship and Word here on Blog Talk Radio. Father, I hope that the message that's about to go forth will answer a lot of questions, you know, open up open up some um, eyes and just help people to stand what you're doing in this day and this hour. We say we love you and we bless you and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being a part. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. So my topic today is going to be end of life. I'm going to discuss the end of life. And I have many scriptures on it. And I'm going to start with Leviticus 19.16. Sorry about that. My phone got disconnected. Technical difficulties. You got to love the power of technology. So, anyway, we're going to talk about end-of-life issues because many people don't know and they're really not sure. So, I'm going to start with Leviticus. It says, 
Leviticus 19.16. You shall not go up and down as a dispenser of gossip. You know what? Let me... Let me do this, because that, that's not what I wanted. Keyword search. Sometimes when you when you find when you find things, they'll <laughs> people like to be so accurate. They'll give you every word that you're looking up when you just want the specific topic. And as I said, my topic today is end of life issues. What happens after you die? A lot of people think that. Uh, you either go to you when you die, you go directly to heaven or you go directly to hell. Well, that's actually not that's not necessarily the case. Those who die in Christ, they go to what some would call the equivalent of a positive holding place. But and I can and I can get into the semantics of all uh, because the scripture scripture makes um it makes um uh, it makes precedence for that. You talk about uh. You talk about when you have, in the book of Revelations, it says, death and hell will be tossed into the lake of fire and brims. Wait a minute, some might ask. I thought hell was the lake of fire and brimstone. No, actually, hell is not the lake of fire and brimstone. Hell is what the Bible refers to the outer darkness is part of the eternal separation from God. The lake of fire and brimstone is the final, that's the final judgment. Here's Here's another thing. When you, when you, um, die and go to hell, Your spirit is going to be tormented for all eternity. Why am I talking about this? Because hell was never created for man, created as eternal punishment for the devil and his disciples. But yet, people choose every day by rejecting the free gift of salvation to go to that place. God doesn't send people to hell. People choose to go. Which brings us to the good news. We we somehow think that we have to know and figure everything out because that's absolutely positively 
going to please God if we know absolutely everything that there is to know, which is there's no possibility. But the one thing that we need to know is Romans 5, 8, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But unfortunately, in that day and age, in this day and age, that's not enough for people. Because we look we look at love through a blurred vision. We're looking at love through the eyes of man. I hear people say every day they know what unconditional love is, but when you ask them what it is, there's a lot, whole lot of interjections. You know, it's this, 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 and this. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what unconditional love is and what it isn't. Unconditional love isn't selfish. Unconditional love is selfless, meaning if you strive to be Christ-like, as you draw closer to him, you know where you're going to be at the end of your life. Because when you're preferring others over yourself, no matter what, that's unconditional love. Putting the best interest in the needs of others above your own when when it's in their best interest. And I'm not talking about enabling anyone. Folks, we have, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the power within us through Christ Jesus to overcome every obstacle that has been set before us. Revelations 12:11 says that they overcame him, him being the devil, by the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb being Jesus Christ, in the word of their testimony. So if that's the truth, then why do people still run around trying to figure everything out for themselves like they know everything? They don't. Everybody has moments that they're afraid. Everybody goes through moments and bouts of depression. But the true test is where you leave that fear that the in that depression and whatever other obstacle. It's even okay to be angry. Righteous anger that is. Ephesians chapter four verse twenty five. Be angry but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. The sin being going to bed angry. Every day, every day people are met with many obstacles.
But until the heart truly reaches a place where it desires and hungers for revelation, See, people, the problem is people limit God to just his word. But as it says in the book of the gospel, in the four gospels, Jesus did many, many, many other things that couldn't even be contained in in the Bible. The greatest joy that we get to have is that we get to spend time getting to know God through his son, Jesus Christ. Problem is, everybody's been taught to be afraid of him. Everybody wants to be religious instead of relational. I don't have time for religion because I'm not religious. My relationship with Jesus Christ is very real. When I hurt, I get to go to him and tell him I'm hurting. And I get to express it in whatever manner that I need to express it in because God is a loving and merciful God and he understands where I'm coming from. And then at the end of my getting the heavy stuff off my chest, then that peace that passes all understanding that the Bible refers to comes over me and I'm calm and I'm reminded just how much he really loves me. I don't have to know it all. And that's and that's the that's the beauty of having a relationship with the Lord. And I can acknowledge anything to him that I'm going through and know that he looks at the contents of the heart and that's what he judges on. The good news of the gospel is that at the end of your life, you have a place. Your place is held in the Lamb's book of life if you have accepted what Jesus Christ did for you on Calvary. And being baptized is not what gets a person saved. You have to confess with your mouth. Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. Did you hear anywhere in there that it talked about being baptized to be saved. And I know everybody says, but Jesus was baptized. Yeah, Jesus was baptized because it unlocked the Holy Spirit within him. You have to understand one thing. When Jesus was baptized, he had not yet went to Calvary. He, that was the start of his three-and-a-half-year ministry. And what immediately happened after that, same thing that happens today. When you do something good for the Lord, then the devil comes in and tempts you. The Bible says that he was 
after after um, after he was baptized immediately after he was baptized, he was led up by the spirit to be tempted by the devil and um three things he said the devil said to Jesus. If thou be the son of God, turn this bread, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Another one that the devil said to him, he took him up and showed him all the kingdom of, kingdoms of the world and told told um Jesus if Jesus would have worshipped Satan that he would give him all the kingdom all the kingdoms of the world. Which you have to remember because of the fall of man, Satan had dominion over the earth. So he had the authority to say that. But Jesus came back with the word and he said, Do not tempt the Lord thy God. And that kind of shut him up at the at the moment. So the spoken word can either bless you or curse you. Proverbs eighteen twenty one the power of life and death is in the tongue and those who Love it will eat the fruit thereof. In other words, you have the power to either condemn someone to death with your words or you have some have the power to lift someone up. Guess what's harder to do? It's easy to it's easy to rip someone to shreds. I heard an expression so many times that you you know you would think that it's biblical, but it's not a biblical expression, but it's true, and it says the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's not a biblical scripture, but what I'm about to say is wide is the path that leads to destruction and narrow is the road that leads to salvation. You ever wonder you ever wonder what that means? It means this pleasures, and the cares of life, the pride of life. Individuals who don't care about nothing but themselves, and then at the end of their lives, they find out what's waiting at the end of the road. Nothing but death. Eternal torment. It's easy to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because that's the starting line. 
It's what you it's what you do after that that's the true test. No greater love has a man than this than a man that would lay down in life for his friend. Jesus calls us a very good friend. But you think about the selfishness of this world, people don't care. They don't care. I want you all to consider this. Jesus had every legal right when his father approached him about the cross to say, you know what, I don't want to do that. Jesus was perfectly within his legal right, but it was love. The love According to Romans 5, 8, that God commended towards us when we were sinners that Christ laid down his life for us. As the Bible also said, he could have sent 10,000 legions of angels to get him off of that cross. Why did he do so many? Because of what you what you wasn't seeing in the spirit realm. Word of God says he became sin who knew no sin. He became sin. So if you are mad, if you can even visualize every sin, past, present, and future of every person could be born and would be born for all the eternal history of mankind. Jesus took that upon himself, and there's still no picture to describe what he did for us. There is no word in a human dictionary to describe the torment that he went through. But yet, each and every day, we choose to be selfish in our actions and how we treat each other. It's not a a matter of being perfect. Because we've been perfected, which is means we're maturing through the blood of Jesus Christ. But when you try to do it through your own efforts and your own through your own strength and effort, you'll keep running headfirst into a brick wall. Because in our own human strength, we're not capable of doing it. If we were, we would not have a need for a savior. And that's what it is. Everything that God does for us points back to love. And I want to break down a scripture that um, that is thrown out. I've heard probably thousands of times over the years. Judge not, least you be judged. But no one ever, no one ever makes that, no one ever bothers to break that down. Because first of all, 
before you can say that, you have to first determine what judging is. And all judging is is making a determination of right and wrong. If we're not supposed to judge, then um, why do parents, when when their their child is about to run out in the street in front of an oncoming car, that parent yells, Tommy, no! In a one one hundredth of a second, the brain made a judgment, and it, the judgment that it made was that that child was about to get hit by that car, so I better yell to warn that child. Folks, that's a judgment. But yet... <laughs> As is human nature, we complicate things every single day. We make things more complicated than it should be. And what that scripture means, it doesn't mean that we're not to judge. It means don't make a predetermined judgment on a situation before you have all the facts. That's what it means. And it's been my experience in observing people over the years, usually the one the first ones that will that will say that are the individuals who are doing things <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing. And I'm speaking from personal experience with um my real family back home in Kansas City. And all I would do is look, not say a word. And what has happened as a result of choices? An uncle robbed and shot in the back of the head, set up by his own, his children's mom. Two other cousins in prison um, for murder and disease riddled throughout my family. Horrible. And a heartbreaking thing of it all is that Jesus died so that they would not have to go through that. Not saying that there would not be obstacles because the Bible says that there would be trials and tribulations. But if you say to that mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and believe what you say, then those things shall come to pass. Meaning, when you're in Christ Jesus, there's no obstacle that you can't overcome. Instead of self Instead of self-reliance, why can't we try a little Christ-reliance? I'll tell you why. Because human nature doesn't want to give up control. Human nature doesn't want to surrender. Human nature always has to have the final say.
Once again, I'm speaking from experience. Been there, did that. Wrote the book, volumes one, two, three, four, and five. I'll give you I'll give you an example of disobedience almost causing loss of life. My own. Churchill spent eight years at some years ago. There was some things going on and one thing that I had always asked the Lord to show me is that if anything ever started getting out of order I asked him to please warn me so that I could go. And God is faithful to answer those prayers. Well, back in those days, because I really wasn't sure if I was hearing from him, even though he answered my prayers, I wasn't really sure when he told me to leave Solomon's porch. That was the name of the church. And unbeknownst to me at the time, the individual who was the senior pastor was doing some very not good things. In fact, illegal. I'll just leave it at that. And this individual was very harsh to me. Um, You know, they had people stealing, (laughs) stealing money out of the daycare, but it got blamed on me. And I could go into the details, but it's neither here nor there. The the fact of the matter is that the Lord told me to leave. But I was trying to, uh, you know, I call myself trying to follow the Bible where it says, um, don't leave with issues unresolved, and I'm just I'm just paraphrasing. Basically, Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-five: Be angry, but do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. I did not want to depart the church on um, bad terms. That's not what the Lord told me to do. He told me to leave, and as a direct result of my disobedience. It was that whole situation at that church that really brought the anger and the hatred, the bitterness to the forefront. And I was in that position of unforgiveness. It affected my health. Migraines you couldn't even imagine. It affected. It affected me more ways than one because I tried the, you know, I was trying the burying and burying stuff and, you know, under the guise of, okay, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiving them if it's done. But what was happening is I was burying it. I wasn't surrendering it. I wasn't allowing God to deal with it. I called myself dealing with it in my own personal way. And at the end of the day, what ended up happening was I almost died. Should have been dead. 
should have been dead. Had had I ultimately continued to choose to stay in that situation, that would have been my downfall. Yes, God is a sovereign and all-powerful God, but he's not a control freak. He lets us make bad choices every single day. He doesn't want to. It breaks his heart. Because of the love that he has for us. And this is the one thing mankind will, I don't think we'll ever be able to truly comprehend is the just the depth of God's love for us because we only look at love through the prism of the world. Oh, what's in it for me? I love you because you did this for me. What about I love you in spite of what you did for me? What you, in spite of what you didn't do. That's how God looks at it. But I'm not God. I'm not capable of loving unconditionally. Uh, if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you're capable of loving unconditionally. Unconditional love is not a feeling. It's a choice. You choose to love despite how people treat you. And that's the greatest lesson I've ever had to learn. That was, love was a word that was like saying the F word to me. Because I had never known what it was, never had been shown it. So if you don't know what it is, you're going to assume that it's a bad thing. And then when you see people who claim that they love each other doing all kinds of nasty, mean things to each other, that's just stupidity. That's not love. Straight up ignorant stupidity. Because if you love someone unconditionally, you don't hurt the people you love. Sorry about the rattling in the background. Hold on, folks. Do you guys mind just keeping it down a little bit? Y'all being broadcast worldwide, talking loud. Y'all being broadcast really loud, talking, you're on the radio. You're also on the gospel radio show. I did warn you guys that that would probably happen, so it's all good. <laughs> but anyway, it adds character to the show. Um, but what I'm saying is that when you choose to love unconditionally, that's when you're starting to touch the heart of God. And that's what that's really what it's all about. The love of God is the foundation 
That's the foundation of God's creation. When he created us, it was about his love for us. It took me years to get that. And it took years of the devil fighting me tooth and nail to keep me from getting that. He used my own family against me. He used circumstances and things like that, you know, things that became just, I just took for granted that maybe that was accepted practice. And I got used to it. And as I got used to it, I withdrew in myself like, okay. And that was not what God intended. It wasn't until I started opening the word and started getting into the word myself, and I started with the foundation. Everybody else wanted to start with what was what was being done wrong and how God's always angry and upset, but that's not but that's not what that's not where we should have started. We should have always started with the foundation of Jesus Christ. And that is the real talk. That's the real talk, folks. It always starts with the foundation of Jesus Christ. And if you if you can't start with the foundation of Jesus Christ, what else is there? There is nothing else. The Bible even says only a fool in its only a fool in his heart says that there's no God. And unfortunately there are a lot of fools in this world. I'm talking about the atheist. End of the day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. <laughs> You'll either do it willingly or you will do it kicking and screaming right before you make that walk to the lake of fire and brimstone. But you will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So why don't we just make it easy and walk in, receive the love that God has given us instead of and dispense with the the games. Don't worry about what uh, what Joe Schmo over there is doing. Who cares? Because God's love for you, you individual, God's love for you as an individual person is specific. And folks, I'm speaking from person. I'm speaking personal experience. So don't ask me, okay, versus scripture and all this. I'm speaking personal experience. Psalms 91, the chapter 91, the entire chapter talks about relationship with God. The entire Word, having a relationship with God. It's about relationship. But we want to make it so much more than that. We want to talk about our blessings. When God going to bless me? God blessed you when he sent his son, Jesus Christ. Everything else is all gravy. 
He blessed us when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that we would not have to be eternally separated from him forever. He also gifted us with the abilities, as the word says, to go out and create wealth. But many people have bought the lies that a Christian should not be wealthy. Somehow, as if somehow that's dishonoring God. Oh, no. That's crazy. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is this. God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's real talk, folks likes to hang out with us. Guess what? He blesses you not because of you or not because of what what you do. He blesses you in spite of what you do. I wish I could paint a picture of God's love. (laughs) I wouldn't even know where to start. But it's awesome. It's encouraging. It's uplifting. And I want folks to understand that. Bible says that laughter is like medicine for the soul. Why are we happy? Because of what we get to receive, what we get to be a part of, what we get to partake of cares of the world and the pride of life is what holds us back, but we got to look at everything else. Folks, I know what it's like to walk around with burning hatred for people, mankind, the human race, for half a decade, and it's not, that's not easy to do, to have 100% pure hatred in your heart, but I did, and I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. At the end of your life, how will your story play out? What will be written about you? And whatever is written about you, will it be the truth or will it be a lie written to make you out, to make you out to be more than what you actually was? Because your determination, your self-worth, isn't determined by your own personal accomplishments. Your self-worth is determined by who you are in Jesus Christ. And for those of you who say in your heart that there's no God, well, that's your choice, that's your right. But at the end of the day, you better be prepared 
to accept the consequences of your choices. And that is my message. I am going to play a couple of songs, and I'm going to end with that. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, I thank you once again for another opportunity to host Reality in Christ, Worship and Word, delivering the realness of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for those who were able to listen in and for those who are going to listen in in the archives later, Father. And I thank you that despite the distraction that came up, Father, that you were able to get the message out, and I hope that those who go back and listen later will be able to understand what it was that was said and where this message was coming from. We thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your love and the forgiveness of our sins through your Son, Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Tomorrow night, I am interviewing Jack Cashel on the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed broadcast. That's my political radio show. We're going to talk about the things that are going on in the world. So tune in tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 Eastern, here on True Radio Presents. So I'm going to get home with a little Kurt Franklin. No matter what you're going through, I know that you can stand, for your life is in, in this land.
and make her moan. Oh, Worship and Word on True Radio Presents here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Tune in tomorrow night for the Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed as he interviews Jack Cashel, investigative reporter for World Net Daily, and we're going to talk about the latest headlines. So thank you all. Good night. God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.